What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. It is I. It is? Yep. All right, well, that was a weird... Okay. Talking about... What are you, Yoda? Yeah. Anyway, you're listening to Nerd Thug Sports on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, yeah, this is Nerd Thug Sports, and this is where we get super nerd thuggy, super thug sporty. Sports? Uh, No sports. Uh-oh. No, literally zero sports, but thug sporty. It's like if there were five thugs and one was sporty, but one was ginger, that would that this show is sporty thug. Ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll tell you what they want, what they really, really want. I'm I'm really happy with this bit. Uh zigga zig ah. Ah. Uh yeah, so there's a lot going on in the sports world, obviously. There's a bird in the room. There is a bird in the room. We're doing this show uh <laughs> with wildlife today. There's a pet bird. We're we're bird watching while we do this and oh, uh he's so cute. Oh god. He's not cute. Bird first of all, this bird is 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 I almost cursed on the radio already. This bird is a terrorist. I just want to be very clear about that. Um He's chilling on my shoulder like a parrot. This this bird is down with Berea law, okay? This bird is a terrorist of the birdiest nature. It is this is day two He's of side eyeing you. Uh, yeah, because we don't like each other. <laughs> it's day two of me on this bird watch situation and uh I gotta tell you, me and the old bird of beak don't get along. I don't know what his name is. He has a name. We'll find out later. I, though. Don't, I honestly don't care at this point. I wanna know because he's funny. And it's not like he's getting a Christmas card from me. Like Yeah, you're not gonna wish him happy No Happy Thanksgiving. No. This Unless they make him into a meal, I won't wish him a happy Thanksgiving. You're right. This anyway, he it's been chirping for two days straight because I'm not giving it enough attention. I've never had an animal dim, like I've had okay dogs. They'll come over and lay in your lap if you're not paying, and you can just pet them and do your thing. This bird has been yelling at me from the other room, and then from the same room, it's been yelling at me, and then while it's on me, it's been yelling at me. I don't know what this bird wants from me. He it's, wants he wants your love. It's like middle school girlfriend all over again. It's like I don't know what to do here. I don't know. I don't know. Just leave me alone. Anyway, uh yeah, crazy. It's been a crazy week of sports. Oh yeah, this has been one probably one of the craziest weeks that I've even heard of. Like all the movement that's happened. The NBA finally, finally, finally settled down. Kawhi not really though, because Kawhi yeah. Leonard yeah. he kind of rebroke the NBA. And he actually technically he basically breaks two franchises with his move to the Clippers. Um, so there's that going on. We're going to talk about that next segment. This segment, what I want to get into, though, is the big national news story, obviously, of women's soccer. Um, and then also, I also want to talk about, a little bit later in the show, Albert Hainsworth, former NFL player with a crazy career. Uh, is is He announced yesterday that he's dealing with kidney failure now. Oh, no. Only seven, six years removed from the league? Oh, wow. Um, That's real soon. It's, yeah, we're going to talk basically about how like the NFL just wrecks your body. Because this guy's gone through some stuff. So we're, we'll get to that, too. Um, before we get into all of it, though, or at the top of all this, women's soccer. They win the World Cup, dominant fashion. 26-3 and three is the goal margin for this World Cup for the for the women's team. Which is just mind-boggling. Well, I mean, considering thirteen of those were against Taiwan, so even but even, w- but even a thirteen and three. Yeah, if even if you drop the thirteen and zero game completely, it never happens. Thirteen to three, for four qualifying matches and three tournament games. Absolutely dominant. Because like, even if they won that game one zero, their record would still be fourteen. Right. Right. It's it's an insane. The people who don't follow international soccer don't realize this. There's never been a level of dominance in either World Cup, men's or women's, of this level. Uh, And there's a lot of people saying, well, the women aren't as good. So, like, we're the dominant country. But that doesn't – there's been times where other countries were dominant in men's soccer. Brazil, for a long time, was like – The guys. They were the country. Like, every – because their players were going around the world and making $100 million contracts. And then when they would all come back together, you'd be like, well, there's six – Six of the best players in the world are on the same team. Right. But they didn't win every World Cup. No, and like there's there's been a lot of teams that won that have won the World Cup. Germany was a really big one for a long time. Uh, Spain, Argen- Argentina. Argentina. I mean, uh, Maradona was the gr- was the best goalie in the world for about 9 years. They didn't win back-to-back World Cups. So, I mean, it's it's weird to think about, but what the women have done is incredible. 
Yeah, and the fact that four it's four out of the last five World Cups. And they've been so consistent, too. Right. Like this end, because even, even the year that they, they lost the World Cup to Japan in the finals, um, they won the gold medal, like, within the year, I think. Right. Like, the next year was the Olympics, mm-hmm. and they won the gold in women's soccer. Yeah, it was a weird shock that they lost. And I think that was kind of a complacency thing. Well, this I, I, team, though, has been I don't incredibly think dominant in the sense that they were actually taught, they were asked very early in the World Cup process. You know, who were the best teams? And they said, we're best team one and best team two. They said, we're so deep, we can field two teams. They would both be the best teams in the World Cup. Which is which is bold, and it's it's proven to be true with the amount of times that they've subbed out entire key pieces of their team. Right. Uh, Megan Rapinoe fly- yeah. didn't play against France, uh, and they didn't need her. They won 2-1. Yeah. Didn't play against France, and her sub looked great. As a matter of fact, at halftime, the announcer, the TV guy, and he's the TV personality, he's talking to four soccer people, okay? He's trying to hand it to them because, you know, they do analysis at halftime on all sports things. And so he's like, Megan Rapino hasn't played at all. How much are they missing her right now? And Alexi Lawless goes, they're not. Yeah, they're fine. They're not. And they weren't because at that point, they, I think it was 1-1 at that point, but they had looked just great at that. Like, they had looked fantastic. They had lived on the France side of the field. So he was like, yeah, no, they're good. They don't need her. It's okay. Yeah, it's always it's always been one of those things. Also, the the one year that they lost uh, to Japan, I think that was that's what I call like the small victories, like after a great tragedy. Well, th- so like it was, I was that was right after that was like post tsunami earthquake. Right, it was, and but also important to remember, they won in penalty kicks. Yeah. U.S. actually, if you go back and look at that, because I did just out of curiosity, because I was like, why you know why didn't we win five in a row? Um, if you go back and look, we actually were dominant in the whole game, like like possession, time of possession. Half of the field that you're playing on, all of it is all in our favor, like gross margins. It's we just didn't score. Yeah. So it was, penalty kicks. It was. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the, that little that little glimmer of hope. We had that for Houston when uh, it was like the year that Harvey won. That the year that Harvey hit, we win. Yeah. Well, New Orleans, the year of Katrina, was like their best season in. Yeah. You know, like fifteen. It's w- years it's of one of those things where it's like it's like oh that's nice I guess. Oh, celebrate. No, it is. Uh, but let's get into this. Let's 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 get into the nitty gritty here. Well, there are five minutes. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so, I've been the fool on the internet because everyone's everyone because I I firmly believe they should get paid. Actually, I think they need more money than the men's national team. Um, and everyone's just telling me that I'm crazy and blah blah blah. Nobody watches. Blah blah blah. Let's break this down. Let's 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 hear hear the facts before we get into how we feel about it. Here are the facts. FIFA writes checks to every participating nation from a World Cup. What people are saying is that the Men's World Cup, somewhere between 4 and $6 billion in revenue, depending on what numbers you want to get. And then it was something along the lines of $400 million of that was split for the players. Okay? The players that made the World Cup. The U.S. Women, the Women's World Cup, the revenues were between 150 to 200 million dollars, depending on what you want to, however people, whatever. And so, what they split was significantly less. I believe it's like 30 million. But it's for the, it's for the members of the World Cup. Okay, it's for the teams that played in the World Cup. So, if we're having a conversation, how this works is FIFA sends money. First of all, the player pool is for the players who participate. And then FIFA sends to its member nations little cut checks, okay? Men's soccer didn't play in the World Cup. Not at all. Not at all. They missed, They didn't qualify. So zero of the $400 million made its way back. So when someone tells you, oh, but men's soccer did $6 billion at the last World Cup, great. The U.S. men were at home watching it, having a Budweiser. Yeah, they were doing nothing. Nothing. The U.S. women just won a World Cup. What they got for it total, it's about two hundred and fifty grand. Nice between sponsorships and everything, each player made about two hundred and fifty grand. Nice. What a men's team would get for winning the U. Uh, if a U.S. men's team won a World Cup, one point one million per player. Ooh. So you're talking about five times. It's pretty big. Now, if the U.S. men's won the World Cup, first of all, the United States would literally, like, we would tattoo flags everywhere. I feel like. We would we would be we would be super pumped, but it's never gonna happen. We don't even make it into like out of the sixteen if we get to that point. Right. We're lucky to make it out of the qualifying groups. 
when we, when we make it in when we make it into qualifying, we're like, oh my god, and then we get knocked out. We're like, we got so far. Yeah, or or honestly, last time I remember it was the group of death argument. We're in the group of death, and you know we were stuck in the same group as like Germany and Spain, and, and it, but you, if you remember, uh, if they'd have just scored goals, they would have gone. But right. they played to a draw, and then Panama scored three one or whatever it was, and we lose. We don't go because of differentials. Got them. So again, that's on us. If we score goals, we go. But the money part of it that people want to talk about is, oh, well, the U.S. men's does six billion. Blah 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 blah. Our team didn't go. But our, our, I, I don't even think our team even makes that much. No, it, well, no, 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 no. Because it doesn't. doesn't no, I'm saying. What like, I mean is the men's World Cup made yeah, six billion, yeah. but our team didn't go. Uh, the other part of it is that they complain about that people don't know, or because they don't follow the story a lot. The the, the other part of it's being overshadowed. Is the men's team is given better travel accommodations. They're given better hotel accommodations. Uh, last year, there was an incident where the women didn't want to play on a field because it was unsafe. It was just turf. And modern athletes don't play on turf. Every one of them will tell you that's how you hurt your knees. That's how you uh, you know, roll ankles. You don't play on turf. The men's team, when they played the same stadium, U.S. men's rolled out a grass field for them to play on. Nice. When the women showed up to play, they said, uh, next year we'll change it. Next year. So what they're doing is they're taking the the team that's actually performing. They're treating worse than the team who is underperforming. And it's to the point that the women are now taking them to court over it. They just want equal. Frankly, I think they should be paid more. I think they should be the, the stars of the U.S. soccer program. We should be worshiping what the women are doing right now because the men don't even make the cup. So what are yeah. we what are we if excited we can't about? Even, if they can't even get there, and our, our women are constantly in the finals or winning them, right? And then there's some people who are mad about the flag stuff that they let the flag fall and they stood on it and things of that nature. I I, I take two I take two stands with that. First of all, we are a country of protest. I mean, protest is kind of ingrained in our nature. The Boston Tea Party, you know, literally the Declaration of Independence is a formal letter of protest to a king. We literally wrote a king and we're like, we quit, bro. Um, hey, bro, we leaving. <laughs> hey, bro, we out. Uh, and so to me, I, I don't have to like what they did. It's still super American to protest. And there's some people who are like, oh, but you don't do it to the flag. You don't disrespect the flag. The flag is literally a political symbol. So if you're doing political protest, the flag is, is fair game. That's what the First Amendment says. Um, and I don't, I don't like it. I'm not going to sit here and say it was the right thing to do. But I'm also going to say they 100% are within the realm of... Yeah, they're allowed to do it. Yeah, they're allowed to do it, and it's American. It, protest is American. It's so American that if you set the flag on fire, it's still fine. R- Literally, there was a whole episode of West Wing where like everyone in the White House was like, why, are, why isn't this against the law? And the president has to be the one to explain that. Well, the First Amendment says you can do whatever you want in a political protest, so that includes burning the flag. And it makes you... S- it, it puts you in the position of defending people who, who you don't want to defend, but but if you if you don't defend them, then what are you doing in terms of like your true? It's like are you only going to protect people's speech if you agree with them? Exactly. And then the other part of it that's obnoxiously annoying is how many of these people were even going to go to a parade or buy a women's jersey before? Right. So if they weren't going to support the women before, but now they can be mad at them because of this, what does it matter? Like your f- yeah your your feelings on this were always going to be one sided. There was nothing that Megan Rapinoe was going to do that was going to convince you. That she wasn't someone you don't like. Um, in winning the World Cup, I, I I, think it's worth listening to what they have to say at that point. Right. Especially because this is not their first rodeo. No, it's really not. Uh, all that being said, pay the girls. That's where I'm at on that. We're up against it. We're going to jump out here. When we come back, we're going to talk Kawhi Leonard and NBA basketball. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. Uh, thanks for coming back. We're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. 
And we're streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. Check out Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. And, of course, check out everything that we do. I don't I lost my... <laughs> NerdThugRadio.com? <laughs> yeah, that's what go. I was going to do. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Uh, anyway, before we get too far into this, Nico, tell our friend, tell Conroe about our friends, Cox ATA. Cox ATA. They have two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. Uh, they offer all kinds of martial arts. They got Taekwondo, Tai Chi. They offer various self-defense courses. Um, they v- uh, offer courses for a variety of age ranges. If you're three, all the way up to your 93. It's a great way to get in shape, get some discipline going. It's the middle of the summer. Need something to do before school starts up? This is a great way to do it. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Two whole weeks. Just a great time to get started. Fall in love with the locations. Fall in love with the staff. Amazing people. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Two free weeks of training. They teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. This bird's on my shoulder now. And honestly... I'm are you are you nervous? I might punt a bird. Well, I, like I don't know how many yards you get on a bird punt, but I'm going for the record. Well, I mean, like, there's a variety of birds in golf, so... I, that's true. That's true. We could get an eagle out of this. Uh, and the weird thing is I like animals. I just, I, I'm learning I'm not a bird person. Birds are like... Well, it's because you, you're, you're, you're more of a, a sturdy dog kind. I do really. like sturdy dogs. You're not, you're not really... Like, birds are, like, chippy and, like, nervous. Yeah, you're right. She, yeah, that's exactly what it is. This bird is nervous. I don't even know if it's a she or he. Oh, you know what? It's named Pickles. Oh, that's what its name is. He's, they were saying that the other day before I took over over here. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. All right, all right. He literally breaks the NBA. He breaks two teams completely. Yep. Okay. So here's how this breaks down, real quick, for those who don't know. Need a reminder? Weren't sure? Never heard? Don't know what I'm talking about? Kawhi Leonard. Turns out he's the best player in the NBA. Everyone didn't know. Uh, wins the championship with Toronto Raptors. Uh, over the injured Golden State Warriors. Some people want to boohoo and cry and put asterisks and say it's not fair, but Golden State has literally dealt with zero significant injuries over this five-year run. Matter of fact, they won their first title because Cleveland was injured. When Cleveland came back healthy, they beat that team. So injuries have been in the favor of Golden State for four out of the five championships, and then now here on this fifth one, injuries bit them finally. Finally caught up with him. Bit him real hard. Uh, Kevin Durant blew out his Achilles, and then Clay Thompson tears his knee. Uh, I don't ACL, MCL. I'm not sure which one. Um, so suddenly injuries matter, and Toronto Raptors wind up winning the series, winning the championship, and they had made they had built their team on a couple of basically one year flyers. They they went all in for that one season. I mean that worked. They it got did it. work. They won the championship, and listen, there are plenty of teams. Who Would basically are looking at situations and going, if I can go all in for like a one to two or three year window, and you win, then it's worth it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, though, was going to be a free agent. He opted out of his contract, and he basically told every team that he was going to take his time. He said, listen, I know the negotiations started midnight Sunday or 5 p.m. Sunday. Not interested in signing something 6 p.m. Sunday. Guys like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they went to the New Brooklyn Nets, and they did it almost immediately. By like 7 p.m. on Sunday, the Brooklyn Nets knew that they had the two stars signed. Uh, Kawhi Leonard did something a little different, though. He First, apparently, he reached out to Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant was like, hey, I, I already have plans. Like, I'm good. So then he reaches out to Paul George, and he says, hey, man, I would really like to play with you on a team, and, I'd, and we can go to uh, the Clippers because there's enough room for both of us. What do you say? And uh, Paul George expressed some interest in that. He said, uh, yeah. And basically, Kawhi Leonard went to Toronto, and he went to Clippers, and he said, listen, uh, if you can trade for Paul George, I will sign here. So Toronto and L.A. basically got into a bidding war with Oklahoma City for Paul George, because Paul George then goes back to Oklahoma City, and he goes, hey, I want out. (coughs) What this does to Oklahoma City, though, is two years ago, they had the options on re-signing Paul George, and then it was Sam Adams who was also on an option year. They gave both of them a bunch of money. That basically locked in that franchise to that team. It was Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Sam Adams, and role players. And at the time, I, I remember being on the record as saying it was a bad idea. That's not enough to win a championship. That's not enough to beat a Houston, a Golden State, 
uh, Utah was coming up. There were just too many other good teams. It wasn't enough. It was never going to be enough. And after they got bumped by Portland in this postseason, I think internally there was some realization that it's this not enough. It's not enough. So the conversation in Oklahoma City becomes: if Paul George wants to leave, then we're done. Like, let's just blow it up. Let's right. just blow we it need, up. And start we, over. Now we need dudes. Right. Well, now we want draft picks. Right. We want to start over. So once Paul George leaves, the Clippers wind up winning the bidding war. They give a total of control, like. Control of seven picks, total of five that are just strictly for Oklahoma City. That's a lot of picks. It's a lot of picks. And then there's, so it's five picks straight out that just go to Oklahoma City. One's Miami's, and then it's four from the Clippers over the next X amount of years. Was that uh, like eight years or something like that? Some pretty close. The other side of it is, though, the Clippers on the other years the Thunder can choose to swap or not swap for two years. Fancy. So they control seven picks of the Thunders, or of the Clippers. Um, but this basically means the Clippers are, are, a, are a built team now. That's it. It's the guys they've got, plus Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But they're happy with that. That was that. The Clippers have positioned themselves to be a deep team with two stars. So now they feel like they're ready to go. It's not enough. I don't. I don't think it's even enough to, to to be a top four team in the in the West. I think the West is crazy good. Uh, I think Houston will be the one seed, and I'm not saying that because I'm a fan. I'm saying that because honestly, two years ago they were the one seed, and last year they were they were, I think the two seed, and they're the same team. Right. They haven't changed. They're the only team that's like, hey, we're, we're right here. We're ready to go. Portland did the same thing, and actually, Portland's getting a guy back. From injury, uh, Nurkic. So they're going to be better. Well, I, I think it's funny that uh, Houston, Houston was big in uh, drumming up some controversy because they're like, we'll trade anybody, and then the team went unchanged. Correct. Well, and they were saying that because they first wanted Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler literally he went to Miami the day free agency started, and he he literally made that his camp, and was like, I want to wind up here, and called his agent and said, Meet me in Miami, get me here. <laughs> there was never a time when he was going to be in Houston. Uh, the other thing is Russell Westbrook. Now that Oklahoma City has traded Paul George, they're now essentially saying everything is on the table. And Russell Westbrook has said he'd rather be traded sooner rather than later. And somehow Miami wound up in the talks, and then Houston's the other team who's literally like, we'll do whatever. I genuinely believe Houston will wind up trading probably Clint Capella, P.J. Tucker, and Eric Gordon, and getting Russell Westbrook and then a contract that's like 6 or $7 million, some bench player of some kind. And then I also feel like, remember how we were going to give up four draft picks for Jimmy Butler? Mm. Yeah, we're going to give up all four for Russell Westbrook, too. So, that's how I see that going. I think before the season starts, the Rockets will make that move. Because Daryl Morey is all about just taking risk. And so, for him, the biggest opportunity is to just just go crazy. Uh, Right now, L.A. is still building out a little bit. Um, and then on top of that, there's no three-star team right now. There's no team with three stars. So if Houston were to be Chris Paul, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they would be the most talented top end of a roster in the NBA. That's an interesting point, Um, especially because Russell wants to leave. Yeah, and listen, everyone's saying, oh, it wouldn't work, the chemistry, blah, 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 blah. Listen, Russell Westbrook is a super competitive guy. When he gets on the court, he just doesn't want to lose. James Harden, as much as he seems aloof, it's really starting to look like he wants to win. Like, he was serious about getting the MVP this year, so when he didn't get it, he was pretty upset. Um, and then Chris Paul, Chris Paul's just an old-school gamer. So these guys probably, they're not going to go to dinner together. They're not going to be friends. Right, they're not going to be buddies, however. However, I do believe when the ball's up in the air and everyone's playing, these guys are going to play hard. I, I just I don't believe that they're just going to go in and just go meh. Now we do have a problem long term, and that's that nobody wants to really nobody wants to sign with James Harden. Right. That's going to be an issue over time. And either James Harden's going to have to do damage control and change that, or after this little window is over and Chris Paul is old and Russell Westbrook is old and we're stuck with these two really giant contracts that we can't do anything about, we'll have to figure something out. Like we'll just have to ride it out with a really bad team for one or two years. 
but and here comes the previously good <laughs> rockets. Right, but I, the, it feels like they've always been built that way. It just it just feels like they've always been like the Rockets are just that team who's just like okay, well if you know if we win one, we got it. We'll take two or three bad years to to win the one, and I, I genuinely think that could happen. I think they could win one. Like if we win this year, and then the next two years we're just going to be terrible, just really really bad. When are we going to need a back to back, my boys? Never again. <sighs> the only way we go back to back is if none of these new teams work. Like if the LeBron Anthony Davis doesn't work. If the if the Kawhi Paul George Clippers don't work, I, and, and honestly, I don't know that the Clippers will work because I'm not a big Doc Rivers guy. The only time he ever had great success as a coach, and I mean like championships, was when he had Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. The two years he had a, the four years he had the big three, all of a sudden he was great. Oh no! All the years before that, he was a bad coach, and the years after that, when he was in the Clippers team that had Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, they didn't win. Matter of fact, I think the stat is he's the only head coach who's ever blown two three-game leads in the playoffs. Amazing. That's that's real impressive. So now he's going to have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and then a bunch of really, quote-unquote, good players. Quote-unquote. People get really excited when there's like, oh, this team's deep. But in basketball, you only play five guys at a time. Right. And so, you don't, even in the playoffs, you don't go past the, your seventh and eighth guy. So Yeah, uh, unless there's like major injury. Right. And in the playoffs, you shorten rotations. So, okay, great. You have a 10-man team all year long. With the playoffs, you're only going to play eight guys. So, what's how good is it that you're super deep now? Like, now does it still matter that you're super deep? Because usually it doesn't. So, I to me, I... All right, here's my picks. I'm going to go Houston's still the one. I think Dallas sneaks into the middle of it all. We haven't talked about them at all yet. I think they sneak into the middle. I think Portland is a top three team. I think Utah is a top three team. I think L.A. and the Clippers are somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting And Golden State, I don't think, goes away. I think they're a seven or eight seed. So the West is going to be wide open. Also, Toronto got a lot worse. Now that yep. Kawhi left, <laughs> yeah, their best piece just walked away from your yeah. team. So now they're in a little bit in trouble. All right, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Tech Sports coming your way. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas, is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their units serviced or try to save money getting their units serviced, one option to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367, Ferruja Mechanical, 281-259-3367. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to some more Nerd Thug Sports. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And wow. we're, yeah. Did you like that one? Yeah. That it was, was like a good. wind up and the pitch. Because it's baseball. I don't know anything about baseball. Um, <laughs> Show about baseball. We don't know anything about baseball. That's right. Baseball season still going on from two years ago. <sighs> Dude, does it just feel like it just never ends, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, if you were a baseball guy, you've got a full-time job. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, I'm on, like, nine, nine, nine years out of the five. Nine years out of the five? Yeah. Yeah, no, because, like, if you cover a football, like, for four solid months, you don't do it. You, like, you cover a draft. You cover, like, a week of free agency. And then, like, any controversies that may have come yeah, up amongst they, the players. You, you get a phone call when someone gets arrested. But otherwise, you're at home on vacation. And then when the season starts, you, like, live in the studio for for – five months but then once 
once the Super Bowl's over, you go home again. Right. That's it. We're done. Baseball, like the second the World Series ends, like two weeks later are the are the the winter meetings where the owners all get together and discuss rule changes and stuff like that. And then they turn around and it all starts over again. Their draft is during the season. Like everything like nothing makes sense on their schedule. It's just uh it's crazy. What a what a terrible sport. Plus, you can't even really make money in it until you're, like, 95. Yeah, it's it's not. I think that's, uh, to be very honest, I think that's the biggest reason baseball is not as popular as the other sports. Because the other sports get the more exciting athletes because the opportunities come faster for them. Yeah, because, like, you can start playing competitive basketball when you're, like, 18 in the NBA. Like, right. if you're really good. And then, like... In football, you don't have to like all the, the youngest players are like twenty, twenty three, like fresh out of college. Exactly. Well, in 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 football, at least college football is so big that you see these guys again. Right. And it's and it's featured in a similar way as the NFL. So these players get a chance to showcase regularly. Baseball, college baseball, is not on a lot of television. And then beyond that, like the College World Series is so large that it's hard to follow. Like even if you're following a team. You're like, I got to get up at 3 a.m. to watch the the Hawaii Bowl Classic because that's their invitational to the tournament. And you're like, what? Right. But then beyond that, once they get drafted, some of the players, when they get drafted, they stay in college. Some of the other players go to a 2A team where then that's it. You don't see them for three years. And then you're like, and then and then they get put on the actual roster. And then you're like, that name sounds familiar. It's like, yeah, because you watched him back because you went to high school with him right. 19 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> right. There was a guy I did go to high school with who got picked up. Uh, he got drafted by the Cardinals, third round, I want to say. And then when he turned around. There's a lizard on the window. This uh, is just the wild hour. Oh, it is. Uh, then when he turned around, they they basically were like, hey, uh, he was a pitcher at the time. Like, we want you to be an outfielder because you got a great arm and a bat. But, but you know, pitching's not a great thing for you. And he was like, no, nah, I'm a pitcher. So then, like, there was no real future yeah. form anywhere in that organization and then they they still have control of you for x amount of time right it's it's garbage it's it's not advantageous to the young guys and i think that's the thing i think that's why it's i think that's why not as many young people care about baseball yeah because it's not like something you can get into like right the only time you're gonna play baseball is if you've been playing baseball since you were two well and also it's just a bit right like you can play like football with like five people yeah. You play basketball with five, you know, six people, even numbers, but small numbers of people. To play baseball, you gotta you gotta have at least twelve people to go six on six, and even then, it's like awkward. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just it's just not as I don't know. It's it's one of those things that has shifted over time. Uh. But but the age of baseball has now dropped a lot. Uh. I think the commissioner just said that the average age now for baseball is like twenty six or twenty five. And it's a lot of teams are just trying to take advantage of their young, cheap players they can control for three, Nine four years. years. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it is. Bryce Harper just got his big payday, and how and he's been a star now for four or five years in in Major League Baseball. Just got it. It's weird that everyone knew his name and he was making four hundred thousand dollars. Right. Although, which what, I mean, like that's granted, a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but, but it's, it's not sports big money. Right. And and here's what people were, when we were talking when I was talking women's soccer on the internet. Here's what people told me. Well, you signed that contract, so you should play that contract. And it's like, really? Like, everyone around you is making hundreds of millions of dollars because you're doing something great. And then when you outperform it, you should be able to go, hey, listen, when I, I was need a some rookie. More, more, more cash, dog. Right. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this we're going to talk right now about The Adventure Begins before we get too much further into this. Uh, my friends over at Adventure Begins on 1488 are awesome. Um, I had the wrong date for when the boxes expire, July 31st. Oh, it's, there's a date. So you got a few more weeks to get out there before the boxes expire. So you absolutely need to get out there before July 31st and sign up for a box. You can save 10% off as long as your box is in good standing. This week right now at Adventure Begins Comic Games and more, they got a lot going on. Tonight, they got a Magic the Gathering draft at 6 to 10 p.m., uh, Modern Horizons draft, it's $15. They also have a bunch of great deals and chances to get some awesome cards. Friday, they've got the Dungeon Masters Unite, which is 6 to 8 p.m. Um, they're doing a new meetup group for DMs from all role-playing backgrounds. They're kickstarting this group with free pizza. Come meet other DMs, brainstorm, and socialize. This group will meet monthly. And then Sunday, July 14th, 
They're doing their very first Junior D&D Adventures League. It's going to be from 4 to 8. It's bi-weekly and it's for ages 10 to 16. This will be session zero. So if you wanted to learn, if you're a little bit younger, you want to play D&D, there's going to be a bunch of nerd kids to hang out with and learn to play. Uh, go do it. It's like the Stranger Things. It's like the Stranger Things. I, I want to talk about them this week on Nerd Thug. Um, anyway, uh, I promised you guys we would have a really interesting story here, so I'm going to get into this. Uh, it's the story of Albert Hainsworth. Um, not everybody knows who Albert Hainsworth is. I don't. Uh, a couple people might recognize the name. So he was a tech, he was a Tennessee Titan defensive tackle. He was the first hundred million dollar player in the NFL. Um, All right, that's a pretty good name. The Washington Redskins signed him to an eight-year, one hundred million dollar contract. He played for them for two years. Nice. Uh, they gave him a. Uh, I'm gonna say it was a twelve million dollar bonus. It might have been a different number. Uh, it might have been a little bit less at the time, but they gave him like a twelve million dollar check. And he set it on his nightstand for like a week because he didn't think he wanted to stay in Washington. They changed coaches, and they were going to change defense, and they were going to ask him to do different things that he wasn't sure about. And so he got really twisted up inside and wasn't happy about things and just wasn't sure. He showed up to camp out of shape because he just didn't – his heart wasn't in it. He was trying to figure it out. Uh, he was getting a lot of flack because people were like, really? 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 Um, and so eventually he told Washington, he said, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to tear up this bonus check if you'll let me leave. And they said, yeah, great. Bye. So he tore up a $12 million check, uh, walked away. Uh, he wound up with the new England Patriots, which, you know, Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's not a bad deal. Uh, he only played six games there and then he played seven more the next year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and then very quickly was gone. Right, after, you know, ripping up his $12 million. Yeah, I, I'm sure that didn't, like, in hindsight, he felt real dumb about that. Um, so, by 2011, he's done. In 2014, he apparently had a brain aneurysm that forced him to be in an ICU. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, um... He then announced. He announced. He announced this. I, I, it says yesterday. I'm not a hundred percent sure of the exact date. I guess so. Okay. So the announcement. I'm gonna read it. Says, "Well, this is hard for me to say, but my doctor said I should reach out to my family, friends, and fans. Some of you may know I've been battling kidney disease for a few years now. The time has come. Family, friends, and fans. I'm in dire need of a kidney. Mine have finally failed me on July seventh, twenty nineteen. It's hard to believe from being a professional athlete to only eight seasons in retirement that my body has taken another major blow. First with the brain aneurysm, three seasons out of the NFL, to now my kidneys failing me. But the bright side of this latest ordeal, I can ask for help by asking for someone to generously donate a kidney. If you are interested in giving this precious gift, please call Vanderbilt at 615-936-0695 and hit option two. God bless. Thank you for your prayers and thanks for sharing this message. Um... I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way of, like, get this thing out of the way here real quick. It's against the law to pay for an organ. But I bet you could find a way to get some really sweet stuff out of Edward Hainsworth through this instant. Although it might turn out he doesn't have a dollar. I don't know. I don't know. He, does, he certainly doesn't have that $12 million. <laughs> he doesn't have that $12 million he tore up. Um, yeah, it was a really weird time for him at that point. Because, like, it was two years into this crazy, he signed, it was a seven-year, $100 million contract. And by the third season, he he no longer wanted to be there. And I don't know. Maybe it was the brain aneurysm. <laughs> well, that was a couple years later. You heard how he like still referred to everything as seasons. Like it's obvious, like how football has affected how he like thinks about life. Yeah. Um. To me, the weirdest thing is, and without knowing like directly his personal health and history, it's pretty obvious that this is a like, it seems obvious that playing football drastically affected his body. Yeah. Um. Also, like, maintaining that large body mass and also playing at that body mass, like, being an athlete and being over 300 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, being asked to just car crash into people over and over and over and over and over for, for 16 weeks. Right. Uh, I mean, fortunately, the Redskins never make the playoffs, so he was safe for a couple of years there from having to do it extra. But uh, I just, 
it raises more questions about the health of these football players. Yeah. Uh, I hope it works out for him. I hope everything turns out okay for Albert Hainsworth. Thoughts and prayers and all that Twitter stuff. But honestly, like, you know, kidney failure, we know a little bit about that in this family. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a brutal thing. So hopefully it works out for him. Um, but yeah, yeah if you'd gladly donate to me and I will make a donation to you. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if, if there's a bank account suddenly with a million dollars in it that you can use a debit card from, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's in my name, but I don't mind if you use it. pin code, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm like? Right. I'm sure. There's a way he can help you out there. Um, anyway, we'll be right back with the last and final segment of Nerd Thug Sports. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd. Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to some more Nerd Thug Sports. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And wow. we're, yeah, did you like that one? Yeah, that it was, was like a good. wind up and the pitch. Because it's baseball. I don't know anything about baseball. Um,. <laughs> Show about baseball. We don't know anything about baseball. That's right. Baseball season still going on from two years ago. <sighs> Dude, does it just feel like it just never ends, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you were a baseball guy, you've got a full time job. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, I'm on like nine, nine, nine years out of the five. Nine years out of the five. Yeah. Yeah. No, because like if you cover a football, like for four solid months, you don't do it. You like you cover a draft. You cover like a week of free agency. And then, like, any controversies that may have come yeah, up amongst they, the players. You, you get a phone call when someone gets arrested. But otherwise, you're at home on vacation. And then when the season starts, you, like, live in the studio for, for five months. But then once once the Super Bowl's over, you go home again. Right. That's it. We're done. Baseball, like, the second the World Series ends, like, two weeks later are the, are the, the winter meetings where the owners all get together and discuss rule changes and stuff like that. And then they turn around and it all starts over again. Their draft is during the season. Like, everything, like, nothing makes sense on their schedule. It's just, uh, it's crazy. What a, what a terrible sport. Plus, you can't even really make money in it until you're, like, 95. Yeah, it's it's not. I think that's, uh, to be very honest, I think that's the biggest reason baseball is not as popular as the other sports. Because the other sports get the more exciting athletes. Because the opportunities come faster for them. Yeah, because, like, you can start playing competitive basketball when you're, like, 18 in the NBA. Like, right. if you're really good. And then, like, in football, you don't have to. Like, all the, the youngest players are, like, 20, 23, like, fresh out of college. Exactly. Well, in, 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 in football, at least college football is so big that you see these guys again. Right. And it's, and it's featured in a similar way as the NFL. So these players get a chance to showcase regularly. Baseball, college baseball, is not on a lot of television. And then beyond that, like, the College World Series is so large that it's hard to follow. Like, even if you're following a team, you're like, I got to get up at 3 a.m. to watch the the Hawaii Bowl Classic because that's their invitational to the tournament. And you're like, what? Right. But then beyond that, once they get drafted, some of the players, when they get drafted, they stay in college. Some of the other players go to a two-way team where then that's it. You don't see them for three years. And then you're like, and then and then they get put on the actual roster and then you're like, that name sounds familiar. It's like, yeah, because you watched him back because you went to high school with him right. 19 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> right. There was a guy I did go to high school with who got picked up. Uh, he got drafted by the Cardinals third round, I want to say. And then when he turned around. There's a lizard on the window. This uh, is just the wild hour. Oh, it is. Uh, then when he turned around, they they basically were like, hey, uh, he was a pitcher at the time. Like, we want you to be an outfielder because you got a great arm and a bat. But, but you know, pitching's not a great thing for you and he was like no nah, i'm a pitcher so then like there was no real future yeah. for him anywhere in that organization and then they they still have control of you for x amount of time right it's it's garbage it's it's not advantageous to the young guys and i think that's the thing i think that's why it's i think that's why 
not as many young people care about baseball. Yeah, because it's not like something I can get into. Like, right. The only time you're going to play baseball is if you've been playing baseball since you were two. Well, and also it's just a big, right? Like, you can play, like, football with, like, five people. Yeah. You can play basketball with five, you know, six people. Even numbers, but small numbers of people. To play baseball, you got you to gotta have at least 12 people you need to go six on six, and even then it's, like, awkward. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just not as, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that has shifted over time. Uh, but but the age of baseball has now dropped a lot. Uh, I think the commissioner just said that the average age now for baseball is like twenty six or twenty five, and it's a lot of teams are just trying to take advantage of their young cheap players they can control for three, nine four years. years. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it is. Bryce Harper just got his big payday, and how and he's been a star now for four or five years in, in Major League Baseball. Just got it. It's weird that everyone knew his name, and he was making $400,000. Right. Although, Which, what, I mean, like, that's granted, a lot of money, it's a lot of money, but, but it's, it's not sports big money. Right, and and here's what people, were, when we were talking, when I was talking women's soccer on the internet, here's what people told me. Well, you signed that contract, so you should play that contract. And it's like, really, like... Everyone around you is making hundreds of millions of dollars because you're doing something great. And then when you outperform it, you should be able to go, hey, listen, when I, I was a rookie. I need some more, more cash. Right. Dog. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this we're going to talk right now about The Adventure Begins before we get too much further into this. Uh, my friends over at Adventure Begins on 1488 are awesome. Um, I had the wrong date for when the boxes expire. July 31st. Oh, it's, there's a date. So you got a few more weeks to get out there before the boxes expire. So you absolutely need to get out there before July 31st and sign up for a box. You can save 10% off as long as your box is in good standing. This week right now at Adventure Begins Comic Games and more, they got a lot going on. Tonight, they got a Magic the Gathering draft at 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, Modern Horizons draft is $15. They also have a bunch of great deals and chances to get some awesome cards. Friday, they've got the Dungeon Masters Unite, which is 6 to 8 p.m., um, they're doing a new meetup group for DMs from all role-playing backgrounds. They're kickstarting this group with free pizza. Come meet other DMs, brainstorm, and socialize. This group will meet monthly. And then Sunday, July 14th, they're doing their very first Junior D&D Adventures League. It's going to be from 4 to 8. It's bi-weekly, and it's for ages 10 to 16. This will be Session Zero. So if you wanted to learn, if you're a little bit younger, you want to play D&D, there's going to be a bunch of nerd kids to hang out with and learn to play. Uh, Go do it. It's like the Stranger Things. It's like the Stranger Things. Uh, I want to talk about them this week on Nerd Thug. Um, anyway, uh, I promised you guys we would have a really interesting story here, so I'm going to get into this. Uh, it's the story of Albert Hainsworth. Um, not everybody knows who Albert Hainsworth is. I uh, don't. A couple people might recognize the name. So he was a tech, he was a Tennessee Titan defensive tackle. He was the first $100 million player in the NFL. Um, All right, that's a pretty good name. The Washington Redskins signed him to an eight-year, $100 million contract. He played for them for two years. Nice. Uh, they gave him a, I'm going to say it was a $12 million bonus. It might have been a different number. Uh, it might have been a little bit less at the time, but they gave him like a $12 million check, and he set it on his nightstand for like a week because he didn't think he wanted to stay in Washington. They changed coaches, and they were going to change defense, and they were going to ask him to do different things that he wasn't sure about. And so he got really twisted up inside and wasn't happy about things and just wasn't sure. He showed up to camp out of shape because he just didn't – his heart wasn't in it. He was trying to figure it out. Uh, he was getting a lot of flack because people were like, really? 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 Um, and so eventually he told Washington, he said, hey, I'm, I'm willing to tear up this bonus check if you'll let me leave. And they said, yeah, great, bye. So he tore up a $12 million check. Uh, walked away. Uh, he wound up with the New England Patriots, which, you know, hey. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. Uh, he only played six games there, and then he played seven more the next year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and then very quickly was gone. Right, after, you know, ripping up his $12 million. Yeah, I, I'm sure that didn't, like, in hindsight, he felt real dumb about that. Um, so, by 2011, he's done. In 2014, he apparently had a brain aneurysm that forced him to be in an ICU. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Um, he then announced, he announced, he announced this, I, I, 
it says yesterday. I'm not 100% sure of the exact date. I guess so. Okay, so the announcement, I'm going to read it, says, Well, this is hard for me to say, but my doctor said I should reach out to my family, friends, and fans. Some of you may know I've been battling kidney disease for a few years now. The time has come. Family, friends, and fans, I'm in dire need of a kidney. Mine have finally failed me on July 7th, 2019. It's hard to believe from being a professional athlete to only eight seasons in retirement that my body has taken another major blow. First with the brain aneurysm, three seasons out of the NFL, to now my kidney's failing me. But the bright side of this latest ordeal, I can ask for help by asking for someone to generously donate a kidney. If you are interested in giving this precious gift, please call Vanderbilt at 615-936-0695 and hit option 2. God bless. Thank you for your prayers and thanks for sharing this message. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way. Of, like Get this thing out of the way here real quick. It's against the law to pay for an organ. But I bet you could find a way to get some really sweet stuff out of Edward Hainsworth this instant. Although it might turn out he doesn't have a dollar. I don't know. I don't know. He does. He certainly doesn't have that $12 million. He doesn't have that $12 million he tore up. Um, yeah, it was a really weird time for him at that point. Because like, it was two years into this crazy... He signed. It was a seven-year, $100 million contract. And by the third season, he, he no longer wanted to be there. And I don't know. Maybe it was the brain aneurysm. <laughs> well, that was a couple years later. You heard how you like still refer to everything as seasons. Like it's obvious, like how football has affected how he like thinks about life. Yeah. Um. To me, the weirdest thing is, and without knowing like directly his personal health and history, it's pretty obvious that this is a f- like. It seems obvious that playing football drastically affected his body. Yeah. Um, also, like, maintaining that large body mass and also playing at that body mass, like, being an athlete and being over 300 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, being asked to just car crash into people over and over and over and over and over for for 16 weeks. Right. Uh, I mean, fortunately, the Redskins never make the playoffs, so he was safe for a couple of years there from having to do it extra. But uh, I just... It raises more questions about the health of these football players. Yeah. Uh, I hope it works out for him. I hope everything turns out okay for Albert Hainsworth. Thoughts and prayers and all that Twitter stuff. But honestly, like, you know, kidney failure, we know a little bit about that in this family. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a brutal thing. So hopefully it works out for him. Um, but Yeah, yeah if you'd gladly donate to me and I will make a donation to you. Yeah, or, you know, if, if, if there's a bank account suddenly with a million dollars in it that you can use a debit card from, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's in my name, but I don't mind if you use it, pin code, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm like? Right. I'm sure there's a way he can help you out there. Um. Anyway, we'll be right back with the last and final segment of Nerd Thug Sports. Yeah. 